So my options are nukes, an island, and the moon. Buy an island for sure. I, I got to get back from my podcast. Oh, hello, my best boys and girls. So if you follow my Instagram at post underscore credits underscore podcast, you should really follow it. It's good. Um, you would know that today is something called the plethora. Now, this is what the plethora is. Basically, it's stuff that I find interesting in movies or TV shows, but I don't think warrant a full episode. I don't think I could stretch it out for an episode. I want to make sure I make quality content for you guys. But yeah, um, I basically don't think that what I'm talking about could warrant a full episode, but it should also be mentioned because it is very noteworthy. So the three things I'll be talking about are the modern day 1996 Romeo and Juliet, Life is Beautiful, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You've probably heard of one of these and not heard of one of these, and the other one, it's a toss-up. Also, I have a guest star. When you first met her, she was only my girlfriend, but since then a lot has happened and she's now my fiance. Next time you hear from her, well, in a few seconds, but the next time she appears on my podcast, she'll be my wife. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Michaela. I'm Jacob's fiance now, soon to be wife. Yep. And so uh, we'll be getting married on July 24th. If you want to, you know, mark your calendar for a celebration that post credits podcast, me, and is getting married. So uh, <laughs> that was terrible English, but I don't care. Um, so yeah, let's get right into the episode. So the first thing I will be talking about is modern day Romeo and Juliet. Well, when it came out, it was modern. It was made in 1996. But other than that, it is almost completely modern. It's like uh, they have modern luxuries like cars and guns and TVs and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, Um. so what's the big deal, post-credits? A lot of shows are like, yeah, yeah, I know. But they were talking in... Shakespearean the entire time at first you don't kind of notice because it's a newscast newscasts are supposed to be kind of you know they kind of sometimes use exaggerated language but then when the characters start saying it like these young 20 were they about 20 yeah yeah 20 something year olds were saying it like it sounded sarcastic like yeah I bite my thumb but I do not bite my thumb at you It, it just it seemed really 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 bizarre just having them talk like that the entire time. And it was just really weird to see. Well, I I remember seeing it in high school since we, like, read the Romeo and Juliet play like everyone does. And we had to watch the different versions of Romeo and Juliet. We saw, like, the classic traditional one. And then at one point we were shown this one and it was very weird for all of us to see it because it looked modern but they were still speaking shakespearean so that kind of like throws things off and and then they also had guns instead of swords and and like i remember like a scene with like a gas station and i was like what is this and there was like a shooting and it kind of seemed like gangs instead of like two families fighting each other it seemed more like two gangs were fighting and it was like very violent and very odd yeah um but 
I do think that this is just a giant coin note. If you've been a listener of my podcast, you would know that coin notes are essentially things I don't really find good or bad. I just kind of see both sides of them like a coin. And so it's a coin note. Now I covered the bad, what I thought was good about it. I really liked how clear it made everything. Um, I mean, yeah, Romeo and Juliet has been done multiple times from the classic version to Nomeo and Juliet to even like West Side Story and things that are like vaguely alluding to it. It was pretty much, you can kind of figure out the story, but this one made it more, I guess, in depth. Like I understood the characters more like I knew Mercutio was kind of like the kind of fun guy, but this one, he was really funny. And I understood the Capulets are, well, at least in this one, they were portrayed as the jerks. I don't know if Shakespeare intended that, but the Capulets were portrayed as the jerks. The Montagues were kind of, I like the Montagues better personally. I'm not trying to start anything. Please do not come at me if you're a Capulet fan. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I kind of, I liked how it made it a lot more clear. The characters were more pronounced. I just thought that they didn't need to use Shakespearean language. There have been multiple better versions of things that have been Shakespeare. There's even a show on BBC called Shakespeare retold, and it basically puts Shakespeare stories in a modern context. I saw the, uh, the Scottish play, Big Mac, Mac, Big M. Yeah, if you just just Google it, if you know what it is. Um, if you don't know what it is, just Google it. Um, and that made it really clear. So I liked it. It made it clear. But I don't think they had to be uh, talking in Shakespearean the entire time because it kind of took away from it. And it just kind of was really bizarre. Yeah, um, I feel like it was a very strange version of like the play and the movie like compared to the other types of movies they've made it's very different but I think they did that on purpose like they wanted to be different and try to take the more modern take on it but then also they probably thought it was like too weird to not have them like speak Shakespearean so then they kept it but that also made it weird with like them speaking that way in like a modern era. Um, but they probably thought that like, if they didn't speak that way, it like wasn't even the play anymore. So they probably had to keep something. So I, I kind of appreciated that um, to make it more similar to the play since it was so different with like the sets and everything. And I feel like all the actors in it were good, too. Like, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio is famous and known for a lot of different roles. He's played in different movies and stuff, so they probably made the right choice there for him. And I like, I feel like I enjoyed seeing that movie when I saw it at school more than I thought I would originally. Like, at first I thought, this is so weird, but I could see how, like, certain people like it like with the different style and its modern take yeah um so overall thought it was interesting just a bit weird weird flex but okay okay so for the next film we have life is beautiful and when jacob told me about how like we would be talking about this movie i had no idea what it was and i've never heard of it before and i didn't realize it's um a, like a foreign film 
There's no English, right? Yeah, there's an English part at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. One English <laughs> but, part. But it is a very foreign. It is foreign. Yeah. Italian. Yeah. So I haven't seen it. So Jacob is going to just like talk about this movie and then I'll talk more about the next one. All right. Well said. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Life is Beautiful. It is a foreign Italian film. I saw this my sophomore year of high school. So it's been a little while. Um, and when my teacher described it to me, I will, I had the same reaction as my classmates. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys will have the same reaction when uh, I tell you the genre. Here it goes. It is an Italian Holocaust comedy movie. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. I, I wanted to give you some pause to get your outrage. But yes, it is actually a comedy but they're also it's also romance and obviously a drama, but it also is a comedy too. Um, let me explain the premise of it. And before you get all upset and quit listening, don't 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 stop stop stop. Do not click away. Do not stop. Nope. Ah. Nope. Sorry, sorry, Jenna, not you. That's my dog. Um, so. <laughs> Um, I want to say, just right off the bat, that they are 100% respectful, and they do not in any way make fun of the Jews or the tragedies that they had to endure while experiencing the Holocaust. They are 100% respectful in that, but they also include some comedy. Um, here's the basic premise of the movie, um, just to give you a brief overview. Um, basically, in the in Germany, or Italy, technically, or wherever. In the 1930s, this Jewish man falls in love with a Catholic woman. Uh, he basically steals her from the husband that she was supposed to marry, the bad husband. Th th this isn't going to happen in our wedding, right? You, you don't know any Italians who want to try to steal you, right? Um, no. Okay, good. So she basically runs away with him. They have a child. Um, well, the child is about four, five, six. Um, they basically, that's when the Holocaust happens. And the father, the son, the father, Guido, the son, and the uncle are rounded up and put on the train. Um, the wife, she didn't need to go because she was Catholic, but when she saw her family on the train, she says, let me on the train. Very bold move. It's a very nice, touching movie. Because, um, yeah, she doesn't want to be separated from them. So basically, they know the father... And uncle, they kind of know what's going on. They've heard rumors. They know anti-Semitism is at a, obviously at a very high time. They know it's at a high time, so they don't know what's going to happen, but they know it's probably not going to be good. So Guido, the father, tells his son, like, oh, it's, don't worry, it's just a game. I planned this for your birthday. You, you'll win a tank if you win. And so the son believes it. Um, they find they discuss a little bit more about what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, then they get to the camp. Now, at the very beginning, the uncle is separated and he is subsequently killed. They don't show anything graphic. They just show them getting changed for the gas chambers. It's very, it is very sad. Um, but then we show the translation scene. Now, if even if you haven't seen this movie, you there's a small chance you've seen the translation scene this is basically when they're in the bunker or the the housing 
area and a guard comes in and he says something in German and then he asks like, what do you say? And then another guy says he's going to explain the camp rules. Then he raises his hand. He's like, wait, do you speak German? It's like, no. So he goes and he translates all of it as if it was just a game for his son. So everyone heard the translation. It is a very humorous scene. Um, yeah, so that is where a lot of the comedy lies. Um, I actually watched this uh, scene with a girl who is fluent in German, and she was reacting to what the guard was saying, because it is, he actually did say what a camp rule would be like. At one point, he pointed to his mouth, and apparently that was like, if you hear the whistle, everyone goes to the front, uh, the front yard immediately. And the guy, Guido, translated it as, and don't ask for any lollipops because we eat them all here. Like, I had 20 of them yesterday. What a stomachache. And so, yeah, it is a comedy, too. It's very interesting. Um, The end part, he basically tries to, um, he, he realizes that the American forces are closing in on them, on the uh, camp. And so... He tries to avoid getting put in the truck because they all they know about the trucks, people, it leaves full of people, it comes back with no people. So they know that they are executing them in the while they're in the truck or when they get out. So he tries to find his wife by dressing as a woman. Again, a comedic part, but then he gets caught. He tells his son to wait in this little separate area. And, and so he sees his son... He locks eyes with his son while the guard is marching him. And he marches, obviously marches, like, as if it's just a game. So he marches over to an area. We hear a few shots. The guard walks out. Guido does not walk out. Um, then the end scene, the child, he opens the door and he walks out and there's no one. It is completely deserted. Then you see a tank rolled up. He's like, it's real, it's real, a tank, a tank, I won. Then the the guard likes like, hey kid, you lost. And so he takes him over to where the others are. He reunites with his mother. It's an it's a voiceover of like, this is how grateful I am for my father and the sacrifice he made. So yeah, that is life is beautiful. Now, what I think is interesting is obviously it is a Holocaust movie, but it's also a comedy. You don't see that like ever. Most Holocaust movies are obviously very tragic and for a justifiable reason. It is the death of 11 million civilians. And uh, like Schindler's List, that one's very heavy-handed and very dramatic. Uh, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas, very hard to watch. I've heard, I haven't actually seen that, but this one infused comedy with it while also keeping it respectful. So I just think that's really noteworthy to uh, say that they are... A Holocaust movie, but they also keep it respectful to all the victims of the Holocaust. And they also infuse comedy with it. It is a very hard line to cross, or very hard line to walk. I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think anyone can do it. But they did it, and it was great. Real quick, another fact about Life is Beautiful. I got a something I say to Michaela in that movie. Buongiorno, principessa. Basically means good morning, princess. Um... That's what my nickname is for, Princess Princess Princess. So it is also a very romantic movie. So yeah, just want just thought that was interesting and wanted to include that. And now we arrive at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you just 
described the movie to me. I may have passed on it, honestly. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a young Spider-Man trying to be Spider-Man. He's just learns his powers, and then he discovers that there's a portal that opens up the door for a bunch of other different Spider-Men. And yeah, it's a cartoon animated. I'm like, it may have been like, eh, pass. Don't get me wrong, I love Marvel and stuff, but this one, when you describe it, is just seen for little kids. But then I saw the animation for it, and that's what really sets it apart. The animation is straight up like a comic book, and it's like watching a comic book come to life. Like there's sometimes there's even like speech bubbles and like thought bubbles, and it was just the animation was stunning, and that is the real reason why I wanted to see it because of the animation. I mean, I thought the animation was really cool too. Like it's so different from anything you've ever seen before with like the comic style, since Marvel is based on the, the comics. So it makes sense they animated it that way for their first like Marvel animated movie. Um, I feel like also with its themes it could be more mature like not really for kids well like kids would love it too but i feel like adults who know more would appreciate it also because of the different things in the movies and then also it kind of connects with how marvel is now with the whole multiverse concepts and then you can put those things together as well in see how those things connect to and I I just love Marvel a lot and how they always connect everything together and like everything relates to each other and you may watch something and at first it doesn't make sense but then you see a movie later and then you like realize the connections and it's like really cool so I love how like deep they go into their movies and this is definitely one of them I think it like introduced the whole multiverse concept and now it's like a really big thing right now in Marvel like in their shows and then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that's coming out soon they, they're like slowly showing us this whole multiverse concept that has already been introduced in the comics but now they're introducing in their shows and movies so now it's becoming a really big thing. And then this movie came out a while ago, but began that concept for people to see like how it works. And now we're going to get introduced to other characters in the MCU with different like universes in the multiverse. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, um, I just thought the animation was amazing. The storyline was also pretty good, too. Like, a bunch of the different Spider-Men have to get back, and it was really good. It also juggled comedy and tragedy. Because, as you know, a big part in the in Spider-Man's story, at least in the Sony version, is that the uncle, Uncle Ben, has to die. I didn't even make the connection... <laughs> In the first, when I was watching it until it actually happened because he has an uncle that he really likes, really looks up to, a really great relationship, and he's actually a bad guy, but then he gets shot by the main villain because mm -hmm. he, he hesitated to hurt Miles. That's the Spider-Man's name, but he hesitated to hurt him, and 
also uh, that's why he got shot. And it balanced tragedy and comedy really well because there it is very comedic. Like <laughs> Nicolas Cage plays film noir Spider Man. That's that. If that doesn't make you com- <laughs> see comedic, I don't know what will. But it also balanced it because the scene where his uncle dies is also was very very emotional. And uh, yeah, and they. There is a romance interest, but she belongs in a different dimension. So mm-hmm. he had to put kind of way to fit that in. And it didn't, and it wasn't stereotypical. I mentioned how I don't like it when movies like, no, oh, romance shoehorned this. Like I mentioned in the new Jumanji, like I didn't, I liked how they handled that, handled that pretty well. So yeah, that's what I really liked about the Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. Great story, even more great animation. And I should mention, it wasn't like flipping through the pages of a comic book. Like there wasn't any page turns. It just looked like a comic book. Like you see it like, oh, that's comic book art. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really great. I really liked the story and it was very deep, like very adult themed, like certain things that adults would only understand. But it's also something that kids would enjoy too. And... I thought the whole concept with the uncle was very interesting with how he turned out to like be like one of the bad guys. I didn't see that coming. I remember like when I first saw it, I wasn't expecting that. But then I thought it was kind of nice that like, even though he was bad and then you're like, oh no, he's bad. But then in the end, he's actually not as bad as you think because he realizes that Spider-Man is Miles, so then he's like, oh, I don't want to hurt you because you're my nephew, and I care about you, and I think that's really nice, but then, like, um, he, like, ends up dying for that, like, for showing mercy, but I think that's kind of honorable, so he was able to, like, show Miles that, like, he wasn't all that bad before he died, so at least then he doesn't have, like, a bad image of his uncle that could potentially, like, mess him up later, and, like, psychologically mess with his mind, like, having a bad uncle like that. Um, and I thought that it was really good. Yeah, so that's what we have for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So that was the part of our wrap it up, slap a moment, send it to you guys. Uh, yeah, I cover three different movies that I all think are unique in their own way and should be mentioned. Modern Day Romeo and Juliet was good because I got to know the characters and the story a bit more, but weird because they were talking in Shakespearean, but it was modern setting. Life is Beautiful is interesting because it is an Italian Holocaust movie, but they make it a comedy while still being completely respectful of everything that happened. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is just all around a great movie. It had a great, it had a great themes and great uh, story, but the animation is really what sets it above. Yeah, so that's what that's what I think of those movies. Yeah, I mean, I think with Romeo and Juliet, it was really interesting and kind of weird at first but i think you get used to the whole like modern setting and shakespearean um like speaking in that movie 
And once you get past the weirdness, it's actually a good film. And for Life is Beautiful, I'm not super familiar with that. But with what I heard Jacob talk about, I was thinking it's kind of interesting how it's like a Holocaust. It's about a Holocaust, but it's also a comedy. I feel like that can be very difficult to make an event like that comedic but maybe they're just I feel like maybe they're just trying to lighten the mood and like bring like a happier tone to something so tragic and but still trying to make people aware that it was a tragic event um and then for spider-verse I know a lot of people think that's like one of their favorite movies like ever just because of how unique it is with the animation style and the story and um like it's a really great film that's part of marvel and i feel like all the marvel movies and shows now are really great so i wasn't surprised that this was just another one of their great films that even though it's an animation it still contributes to the MCU and it's a big part of where they are now and of course the Stanley cameo you can't forget that I feel like that was really cool to have him in there even though it was an animation they still found a way to animate him in there so I thought that was really great so yeah I thought that was a really great film too probably my favorite of these three that we talked about but it seems like all of these films are really great very different well, technically for you, there's only two because <laughs> you haven't seen Life is Beautiful. But right. yeah, I think you would still like Spider-Verse out of yeah. all of them. Um, I love yeah. Marvel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do too. So that's why we're a perfect fit. I'm a Marvel lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, you discovered it, guys. She's, she's just a Marvel ad. She's not. I'm a nerd. Yeah. But she's also was a cheerleader, so. Paradox. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, yeah, um, next week I will be hopefully trying to fix a mistake I made in my first season. Um, I'm not going to tell you. You can go on my Instagram and it might be posted at post underscore credits underscore podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I will be getting married soon and I'm also going on vacation. So for the week of July 2nd through the 8th I will not be posting anything. I'm very sorry guys, but you know, vacation. All right. Uh want to say goodbye? Um say yeah. All right. It was fun being a part of the podcast again and I'm looking forward to being in more of them in the future. Yep. All right. And roll credits.